It's another episode of Where You Are, Season 3. I'm sitting in my closet recording the intro to my podcast. How glamorous can you get? So I'm moving in December. Not that anybody cares, but I always get excited about a move. You know, I'm had to move into this apartment after the fire in November, and I've just never been quite satisfied here, but I found a place I like. I've already started packing. I love packing. I've got four boxes packed already. I'm moving on December the 7th. So good times there. I'm already like thinking of where I can put my painting that I bought from Buffy Walters and where can I put all the other artwork that I have and what else do I need? It's just an exciting time. I like a change. I like a shift. I'm very partial to those things. Also had a really great time recently at the diversity fair that the diversity committee put on where I work, the college that I work at. I'm on that committee and we had so many great people there. We had some a young woman doing tarot card readings and you know, she had crystals and she was reading people's auras and we had the Magic City Acceptance Center Center there. And they are a great organization. If you're not familiar with them out of Birmingham, they actually serve the whole state and they work with LGBTQ plus youth. I think from the ages of 12 to 22 or 24 or something like that. Look them up. Magic City Acceptance Center. They are doing the work. I mean, they do the real thing. We had a table on shamanism. The library showed up with their diversity collection. We had a table on interfaith and interracial and et cetera relationships. It was great. I even created a playlist for the fair, and I invited people to add to the playlist, but no one did. So I created the whole playlist by myself. And at one point, my colleague walked out and said, did I just hear Montera? It was the clean version, I swear, okay? So this has been a really nice couple of weeks since the last podcast. but. I met Alexa and Briley, who are my guests on this podcast, about a week ago when someone at the school said, hey, we have these two students who want to start a podcast, and it's about mental health. So I and some of the people who work in communications, some people who work in PR, we all met with these two students, Alexa uh, and Alexa Wade and Briley Smith, and they both have their own stories and experiences with mental health. So they were talking to a teacher, a colleague of mine who about it and how they might want to do something, uh, you know, that, that, that works with young people in mental health and mental health in the, in Walker County, Walker County. Anyway, they wanted to do a podcast and I thought it would be great to have them on to talk about their experiences and what their plans are. You know, I have struggled with anxiety and depression, mainly anxiety for years. Even before I knew what it was, I remember one time, I think I was 16, I was in the shower. I had been reading Ayn Rand a lot. I'm so sorry. So I was convinced I was an atheist and I was standing in the shower and I was trying to imagine what it would be like to be nothing, right? And I had, I think my first anxiety attack 
ever, you know, I invited that one in. But for most of my 20s, I just thought I was neurotic. You know, that was a word. I don't even know that we hear that word anymore. I just thought I was neurotic, right? Now I know after I went to grad school when I was 32, I had been in retail for a long time and I went back to grad school and I had this sort of <laughs> major moment uh, in Snow Hinton Park in Tuscaloosa. And I talk about it a little bit in this episode, but I thought I was dying. turns out I was having an anxiety attack and it was a rough road from that point forward. I had finally, I found the right medication and the right therapist and I was in therapy for years. I'm not right now, but I go back and forth with therapy, but I stay on my medication, which is so important to me. It really gives me a nice baseline. I still have emotions. I still get worried and sometimes I get anxious, but I don't have panic attacks and I feel more in control of my life. And knowing uh, that I have Angel Jernigan, who is my therapist, that I can always go back to, <laughs> at least until she retires, uh, that's a nice feeling that it, it's not just the medication for me. It's knowing that I also can go into therapy if I need to, because sometimes I need coping mechanisms. You know, I gained some weight and became obsessed again with my weight and was constantly worried that people were looking at me and judging me and talking about me. And though I went, so I went back to therapy about that. This was a couple of years ago, y'all. And that really helped me. And she helped me find strategies things that I could do, practical things and mental things that I could do to sort of reach in and figure out ways to deal with that kind of obsessed, obsessive anxiety. And it worked, you know, I was even, I was, uh, and I was on the medication. So what works for me may not work for everybody. I have shared in the description of this podcast, several resources for Walker County, Alabama, where a lot of the listeners will be for this episode for the state of Alabama, for uh, the nation, or the United States, and international resources. So I'm hoping, and the and the one eight hundred suicide prevention number. So please know that if you're if you have whatever your diagnosis may be, and you may not know it, that there is help out there for you. That there are professional people out there who can help you find the right diagnosis, find the right treatment. So I really implore you to do that if you are struggling with mental illness because you are not alone and you can make it through with the help that you deserve. You deserve that help. So as you listen to this episode, keep that in mind. And now let's take a listen to what Alexa and Briley plan to do with their new podcast. and Briley, who have plans to start their own podcast. So um, first of all, welcome to my podcast. I really appreciate you being here. We really appreciate you inviting us. This is very exciting. So we first met the other day when people at the college where I teach and you guys attend wanted us all to get some of us to get together and talk to you about your ideas and see if there was a way that we could help you. And the podcast that you're thinking about starting is, is basically centered around mental health, right? Yes. So how does that, how did the idea come up and what are you planning to do with it? So the idea was that, okay, do you just want me to like start from scratch? Like the whole thing? Okay. All right. I remember something about you walking up to Briley and saying something, right? 
Okay, okay, y'all. We got to start before that. No, no, no. no oh, back. Like start before that. All right, we're rolling it back. All right. So it was, um, it was, I was in Miss Williams' class one morning. She had come in and it was kind of odd, not odd, but it was just different. Like she just came in and just sat down in a chair and she was just like, is everybody okay? Like, is everybody doing good? And then she pointed like at her head, like she's like, is everybody good up here? Really wasn't thinking about it, like in, in this type of way, like creating something from that. But anyway, um, the class went on and everything. And at the towards the end, I, it just dawned on me. I was like, what if we did something for that, like for people that can't talk to pe- other people about said issues or if someone just needs someone to listen to or feel like they can relate with someone with what they're going through. And so I just brought it up to Miss Williams and we talked about it. And then um, I asked Briley if she wanted to do it with me. Can I please intercept here? Because this was, it was honestly funny and we make jokes about it because it was a little bit funny. So first thing first that like um, you weren't even aware of when we were first talking, you assumed that Alexa and I had like an established relationship. We did not. Mm-mm. So <laughs> the first thing that Alexa Wade said to me was she walked up to me in our English class that we have together. And she asked me, she's like, did you get this Instagram message that I sent you like Monday? And I was like, oh my God, no, I'm so sorry. And I had missed that Monday. So I wasn't sure it was about or anything. And she was like, well, it's kind of long. If you don't mind, I can just like um, explain it to you here. And I'm like, yeah, sure. What's up? And she was like, first of all, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, or I don't mean anything about it. I don't want you to be like offended by this. And I'm like, oh God, what is, she, what is she about to say to me? And she goes um, to start talking about her idea about um, starting like a podcast talking about mental health for people that um, maybe don't have that voice to talk about it themselves with other people. And she was like, and I didn't want to make assumptions. And I said, sometimes you can judge people. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can look at someone and judge them just a little bit to know what's going on. And which obviously this is a uh, audio podcast, so there's no visual on me. But if you saw me, I have a uh, bright pink hair, bangs. <laughs> I am the walking stereotype. She she got me point like right on. And I was like, oh my gosh. No, you're you're so good. Do not worry about it. I I I would love to do that. And she's like, yeah, and you're always super opinionated in class. And I was, and she was like, don't. And she was like, in a great way, in a wonderful way. And I was like, you don't have to worry about offending me. I love everything that's coming out of your mouth right now. And that day, that was the first time we spoke to each other, and we got on it. We went, we talked for like two hours or something, just like in Bevel, waiting, like walking around trying to. Yeah, we were waiting on, we talked for, it was like 30 minutes. And then because we were waiting on Miss Williams to Mm -hmm. talk to her. And then we sat in her office for like an hour talking about all of it. And then that, what was it, that Friday we talked to Right, we texted some. I don't know if we are name dropping, but I don't know if it matters or not, or if anyone makes it. all right. We went and talked to someone who then, I mean, gave us the connection to you, obviously, or connected someone that then gave you as a connection. That was the second time that Alexa and I uh, talked was on the the Zoom meeting with each other, talking about our ideas. And then uh, she came over last week and we literally talked for like three hours. I think it was like four hours. It was insane. Just, I mean, nonstop, just kind of like getting to know each other and sharing it all. 
So let me back up for just a second. So to go back to what Alexis said, because I'm going to come back to this four hour conversation that y'all had. I want to know more about that. But when when Mandy or Miss Williams walked in and was asking, which I think is that's one of the things that makes her such a great teacher, that she was really just, you know, asking, is everybody okay? You know, when that sparked with you, Briley, were you thinking about, do you feel that there's a really specific need at our college or with people your age in general for discussions about mental health? Was it more personal for you? Did it really feel like something you needed to talk about? I'm just curious. You did say Briley, but did you? I'm in Alexa. <laughs> so good. I was like, I'll answer. But so, I like I said, I never thought about it. Like it didn't, it like honestly, it just randomly popped in my head. And I was like, oh, I wonder, you know, if we could do something. And from personal experience and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, like i I really, really have a a deep connection with mental health in general, not only from personal experience, but also there's just something about it that if somebody starts talking about it, it's, it's like, I just automatically connect with that person. Even if we just had that one thing, I'm automatically connected to them. Like it doesn't matter who, who they are. If we had that one thing, I just feel like that that's it. Like, you know, we just had this special connection and because it is such a deep topic to talk about and is something um, that honestly can be very scary. Um, I just, I really feel a, a deep connection on that. Um, as far as talking to Miss Williams, it was just, well, okay. At first it was a, like a, not like a group, but just like a, I don't know what you would call it. I guess just kind of like a, a support group. Yeah, something like that, but not really like a group, you know, I thought about that. And then, because uh, I really wanted to do that. And then I thought about it some more. And I was like, mm, I feel like that would be a lot harder for people. Because even going back to it's hard, it is hard to talk about, you know, and so I was like, I don't really think that's a good idea. And then that's when it kind of developed into well, what if we did a podcast? And then uh, on top of that, I didn't, I didn't want to do it by myself. That's when I. So you, so you <laughs> went to Alexa, I mean, Briley, I'm going to keep doing that. You went to Briley and Briley, what I know you said, okay, it's fine. If you think I'm, you know, have mental health issues or whatever, cause I have bangs and air and all that <laughs> pink hair. What has sustained your interest in it? What, what is your own experience in terms of dealing with, uh, with friends, people in your age group, people, students, do you find that there's a lot of mental health issues out there that are going undiscussed? Absolutely. So I did, I, I thought it was funny because as far as I knew when Alexa first approached me, this was for sure the first time that I met her. But the further we got talking, I mentioned something and I believe I mentioned this in our first meeting as well. I was homeschooled. I was um I had to, unfortunately had to be homeschooled due to health issues that happened around the time that I was in uh, the fourth grade. And it was pretty serious. It is a disease that I still have, but I'm in remission. So I'm healthy. I'm doing great now. But at the time it was, uh, it it was pretty bad. I was hospitalized for a very long time. And then I had to be um, homebound because it's an autoimmune disease. So I wasn't allowed to be 
I mean, around anyone, they had to suppress my immune system completely. But we are from um, a very small community. And so that's one of the things I do love about our very small community is that there was so much outreach with it. It is a very rare disease, but it was something that we like broadcasted everywhere. And so even though I had not met Alexa personally, she had heard of my disease because we, you know, my you mentioned as well that you taught my brother and uh, my brother would go around. He was still in school and would wear, uh, we had these like bracelets for it and everything. So needless to say, it's not hard to then assume based off of that past that like, that's a pretty hard thing for a kid to go through. And it is something that I, I guess triggered maybe a lot of different things and something that I have still have a hard time dealing with on a a day-to-day basis, even though my physical health is doing much better. It has, I mean, affected me mentally and emotionally and most likely, we don't want to say most likely will for the rest of my life, but mental health is one of those, one of those things that, um, much like my disease itself, I think is possible to put into remission, but is something always there kind of lingering. And you may have some adverse side effects, but it can, of course, be much better or much worse depending on the time. Absolutely. Yeah, I've I've had my own mental health issues that I've talked about before on the podcast and I've told you guys about it. So I understand that when you guys got together and had your four hour conversation. What kinds of things are you talking about that you can share publicly? Plans for the podcast? We talked about names for it and just just overall like frequency and how, you know, how how often, how long it's going to be, you know, just basic stuff like that. And then that only lasted for like 20 minutes. And then the rest of the time we just talked about, I don't, I can't even tell you. It was definitely random. I don't remember a lot of it, but. Cause it did, it was a very long conversation, but I went in. Yes, of course, with the, you gave us lots of things to think about and consider before we started the podcast to get it going. Cause obviously you have experience. And with that in mind as well, I wanted us to establish some ground rules if there's anything we weren't comfortable talking about or anything like that. So I went in with that in mind, kind of asking like, I guess, Alexis feel on things. If she'd be uncomfortable discussing some things, what her kind of beliefs on other things were, turns out that we are pretty similar people and that like a lot of our, um, beliefs and just, I mean, opinions about the world are pretty similar. And if they weren't, we are both people that can have open discussions with one another and disagreement doesn't necessarily mean, okay, I hate you forever. You're a horrible person because we disagree on one like minuscule thing. So it was kind of just like a really open conversation. I mean, to further have more further conversations on our podcast that we as you guys, as you guys are getting to know each other better and having these kind of really good, deep conversations, give me an idea of something that you hold that both of you hold as true or important that you find that's really a deep value for both of you that you that you agree on. Mine would be since I really enjoy almost say enjoy like I since I find a lot of interest I guess in mental health and mental wellness and everything like that just the overall importance of it is something that I really like hold on to because I 
whenever I was uh, going through like my stuff, like when it first started happening, I really didn't have, there was some certain person um, and they basically just kind of brushed it off. Like they were just like, Oh, like you blah, blah, blah. Like you're just, it's just all in your head. Like you, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it made me, first of all, it made it worse. Second of all, uh, I really felt like I couldn't, I don't know how to explain it. It was, it was like, am I really just thinking this or is this really happening? And it was just like this constant thing, which those, like I said, it got worse and that. So then those go hand in hand. It was just like back and forth all the time. And eventually I did find someone who helped me with that. But for that time, and it it wasn't just like for the first couple of months, it was like for the first couple of years, they really didn't, you know, thought it was dramatic and got mad at me for it. And whenever I was going through stuff and, you know, I just, I didn't really know how to handle that either on top of what I was already going through. In the end, they actually do kind of understand, I guess, somewhat better now than they did before. But just honestly, it's very important um, to me, not only that it's talked about and people do understand, or at least try to understand if you, I don't know how to explain it if, or how to word it rather. The importance of it to me is, like I said, I hold it like up here. Like it's not something like other people will just Oh, like you'll, you'll get over it. You're just going through a depressed phase and like this type of stuff. And, you know, people, some people don't take it serious. They really don't take it serious. And it is a serious issue. And people honestly say this, I've had two family members pass away because of this, you know, it's, it's very scary. And on top of that, just because literally just because you see someone every day, you see someone every day in class, at work, wherever it is, they could be going literally through hell. Like they could be at their lowest point. You don't know because a lot of people are very well, they are very good at hiding it. Um, They hide it very well. I think that's also very dangerous, but you know, you don't know someone's story and you don't know their reality. And I feel like when you, when you brush it off and you think people are just being dramatic and they're just looking for attention and all this kind of stuff, I just wish it wasn't like that. And I really, really wanted to start this because it's not talked about like it should be even it's more talked about now than it was 20 years ago, but it's still not as not as talked about as you think it would be. Like you would think that people would talk about it all the time because I mean, there are a lot of people who take antidepressants and stuff like that, but it's, it's not. So it's very, it's very weird um, that it's not talked about. And, you know, there's a lot of people who don't even know, like they don't even know, they have never even heard of depression. They have never heard of anxiety and they're, they're going through these things and they're having episodes and whatnot. And they don't even know what it is because it's not talked about. They don't even know, like they just don't know. And I think that it's so, I don't know, it just bothers me. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to do something while I'm on this earth, it might as well be spread the word. 
because and do what I can because it it truly does mean a lot to me and it's very important. Well, and I'm oh, like that's 10 minutes. so good. That's so good. That's, that's so good. wonderful. Go ahead, Alexis. Riley, go ahead. So, that is, I mean, my belief as well, and why I was so passionate and ready to start start talking about this as well, because that is the emphasis is on let's talk about it. Let's we have to. I thought about that as well. No, dude, I did, but I've, I'm almost positive there's another like popular podcast that's called Let's Talk About It. Oh, for a title. Look yeah. it up. Look it up. We will. Like, yeah, <laughs> like she can look that up real quick. Um, Because that is something that I can't strictly speak on everywhere in the entire world, obviously. But where we live is a bubble. It is a bubble. And it is so hard for people to reach outside of it and see other aspects of it. <clears throat> when many people do reach outside, see the, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, see the differences of other areas, they don't come back. Most people who leave here do not come back. And there are some few that do, and they are here to change because they see all the good in this community as well. But that is our issue. I'm going to say it like it is. It is. It's it's ignorance. It's um, being uneducated. Like she said, there are so many people that are unfamiliar with what depression and anxiety actually is. They hear depression. They think sadness. They hear anxiety. They think stressed or nervous when they are two complete, I mean, there's similarities of course, but it is, it is completely different that you cannot understand unless you've experienced it yourself. And then so many of these people hear what uh, sadness is and they're like, Oh, I'm depressed. And then you have the other people on the other side of that who are genuinely depressed and like, Oh, I'm just sad. And they never get help. And they live, they hopefully are not even, I don't even know how to phrase that is that they either live sad lives or they don't. And that's the end of it. And that is such an unfortunate truth that we want to escape and avoid. And so we, what are kind of like, what we're hoping to achieve from this is to get the conversation started to remove the stigma around mental health, because it is something that's so negatively thought about here is that it is considered a kind of brokenness and that if you can't pray it away, then there is something wrong with you. I was just about to say that. And that is, <laughs> and, it, and then that adds a completely different stigma on, okay, you've been praying for so long and something is still not right. Then what is wrong with you? And it creates a kind of evilness against religion or it, it just, there's just no good that can come from that because it is an actual disease for most people. We talked about this as well. There are some people who just truly do not have the chemicals available in their body to feel a certain type of way. And then there are others who are more situational, but no less real than having those actual chemicals in their body. And just so many people don't understand that. So it's hard because I've gotten so mad. I've gotten so ill at trying to explain to people what I am feeling, why I can't do this, why I can't get out of bed, why I can't go and shower, why I can't just be a person and they don't understand. But the reason is why they can't is because no one will talk about it. No one will consider this a real thing that is happening to so many people around them. We kind of just all brush it under the rug. And so when it is seriously affecting you like that, people don't take it serious. And that just makes it so much worse because then you are. And that was, um, as I'm about to say it, that was something else we talked about as a name. 
something that's so infuriating is when someone looks at you and just says, it's all in your head. Mm. Because yeah, that's the issue. The brain is one of the most complicated (laughs) organs. It's insane. We have no one even, I mean, we know a good bit about the brain now, but not even that much. All things considered, the brain is crazy. There's so much going on in it. I think once our hopes, what both of us, I mean, want from this essentially is to be able to talk about it, to remove the stigma that is surrounding mental health and for people to consider it as normal as going to the doctor and getting your yearly checkup, like check in with someone because it is that serious. Even if you don't think it is, it can be, and you don't want to, it can be just as serious as a cancer that eats you alive until, I mean, there is nothing left. And I hate that. Cause I myself was almost lost to it. And I'm so thankful that I was able to pull myself out of that, but I almost didn't. And I think about all that I could have missed that. I couldn't have been sitting here right next to you guys right now talking about this, that I wouldn't have gotten the chance to go to college and meet so many incredible people with so many amazing opportunities because it is possible. And I just want to, even if it's just one person, I want to show them that there is, there can be a light and it's going to be so hard. But if you work, if you do work for it and you get the help and you understand what is happening with you, you can live a successful, happy life. We just need to, we need to get the ball rolling. We need to start talking about it. I was going to say that I think one of the things that's really difficult, even as someone who has my own mental, uh, mental wellness, mental health issues, it's very difficult to know what to say and do. Like with students, for instance, I've had to deal with a lot of students who are going through things and I've gone through training for suicide prevention. I've gone through training for, you know, talking to people. I'm not a therapist, but I am a teacher. So I try to go through as much training as I can to know what to say to people. I think that we need, in addition to letting people know who have mental health issues, we need to be also talking to the people who are in their lives, how they deal with them and what they say to them, because you need, one of the things that having anxiety and depression at my worst taught me when I was a lot younger, I think I was very independent. I still am independent, but I didn't really, I thought, you know, I could do everything on my own. And I liked being kind of like an introvert and leaving parties early and, you know, driving by myself and doing things by, but when I had anxiety, I couldn't, I had cried 24 hours a day at the worst of it, could not leave the house, couldn't drive, had to be driven to, to play. To, I was in graduate school, I had to be driven to my classes, cried through like I was. And then I realized how wonderful people can be. People would come sit with me. People would come st- like friends in grad school. And, and so, so many people knew what to say. I just think a lot of people don't know what to say or do. And that, you know, it, I do get that because honestly, like <laughs> I, if, if one of my friends is, we're sitting wherever and they start crying, I'm just going to be like, um, like, I don't know what to say, you know? And it's like, I, I think of all these things, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to say it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to make it worse. And I don't, you know, don't want to trigger something else. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, Okay. When, and some people are like this, you know, you're, you're upset, you're crying, whatever. And they, they give you a hug. I don't do that. 
Okay. I will try to say something to make you feel better, but I don't mean this in a bad way. But like, I'm just not a hugger. Like I'm not, yeah. that is not, it's so awkward for me. And I, I'm just like, I'm not even going to go there because first of all, I'm going to be crying because of how awkward this is. And second, <laughs> you're not going to feel any better because it's going to be a half-ass hug. I'm not, you know, so I, I I feel bad that I'm like that, but I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just going to have to get back with you later. Like, I'm just going to think of something. You just gonna have to stop crying and I'll, I'll get back to you. Um, because when I'm, if I'm upset, crying, that type of thing, most of the time, I don't, I don't want people to give me a hug. I don't want people to me be either. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Like, get off of me. I, I don't want your presence. Leave. I am crying. So I just, no, like, I want the presence. I just want them to stay right over there, but be present. <laughs> well, depend. Okay. I, I'm like that too, depending on the person, but oh yeah, for the most part, I definitely um, just would rather sit and sit there and just cry it out and just cry it out and move on, you know, and try to feel better and that type of thing. And my mom is one of the people that, She'll, you know, come over and give you a hug. And I'm just like, yeah. and then I start crying even more because I'm like, get off me. And then it, um, I don't know. But some people do want that. You know, I think that's why yeah, it's that's, almost like yeah. you need plans in advance with your friends. Like, what would you want from me if? Right. Um, before I'm so sorry. Before we move off of this, though, just to stress, like, that's a, I mean, Yes, thought about it, but that is such a an avenue that I think we should try to reach as well. Because it just when you said that, it made me think of my own experience of how we, how those around you who may not understand it try, how they talk to you, the language they use, and how it may affect you. And I think of one time a person uh, in my life was getting mad at me because I was my anxiety and depression was at like an all-time high and there were just some things that I could not do I couldn't really socialize with people I didn't know how to it had been so it had been so long for me and it was just like a bunch of different things that I wasn't doing things that were considered normal what I was supposed to be doing and uh he he looked at me and he said you could change if you wanted to and he yeah I, he did not realize yeah. the gravity of his words when he said that, which is, I mean, I've, I've moved past it now, but in that time I broke down in a way that in, in all honesty, and this isn't funny actually, but where I was in that time, I wasn't a very emotional person because I had moved past the point of kind of feeling most of the time I, I was pretty numb I didn't feel any any extremes but that triggered something inside of me that thankfully I did have a friend that knew what to do and how to be around me when I was like, like that she has been a friend my entire life has been through it with me thick and thin and so she knew how to talk to me and be with me in that moment she knew what I needed and it wasn't it wasn't, no, she knew not to hug me. She knew not to ask questions about what had happened because I was just sobbing. I was breaking down and she just sat beside me and she let me, she let me get it out. And I just, and I did. 
because so much had weighed heavy on me for so long because it's not it does it makes you feel weak and like there's something wrong with you Mm -hmm. and so she she gave me the opportunity but she didn't try to force it out of me she just let me speak because after hearing that it hurt me so much because I knew that I wanted to change and I would try I would try so hard but it it literally could not happen there was no power inside of me to do anything differently in that moment and it was one of the hardest things to hear so that being a very valuable lesson as well i i mean he saw how it what reaction it caused me and i'm not sure if he realized the the gravity of his words when he yeah. said it or what are you sure you're not telling my story I'm like, yes, yes like it's literally like the same thing. And it's 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 hard because I I mean it is someone that was very, very close to me and it it hurt. And so that's what we need, I mean, to talk about as well. And I would love because I mean I'm not I'm very again what Alexa and I have realized that we are very similar individuals. And when I am upset, when I'm crying or doing anything, I do also prefer to be alone. I need to go through my emotions. I know how to hand. I don't know if this is good, actually. So this is another thing that we're going to put disclaimers on all of our episodes. We may not have healthy coping mechanisms. Do not listen to us. We are doing our absolute best on everyday life. But I do. I isolate. If I'm upset, I just know that I need to go through all of my emotions. I don't need to worry about how you're perceiving my emotions right now because I'm going to be worried that you're getting upset, that I'm upset. And then there's just this whole bad. I'll just got to go through yeah. it. And well, then I'll be done. <laughs> you know, I think just discussing it is really important. And I do, you know, I'll put a disclaimer at the beginning of this that we're not professionals, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's very good to have honest discussions because one of the stick, talk about the stigma that you brought up. Mm-hmm. I really think that deep down, a lot of people just don't believe Mm-hmm. that it's real when you say you're depressed or that, cause I know when I would, anxiety is re- what my problem really is. I can get depressed when I'm just depressed, not just, but when it, without the anxiety, I do want to be alone. My anxiety though, I need to be tethered. I need to like the worst anxiety attack I ever had was in snow Hinton park in Tuscaloosa. And I thought I was dying. And there was this couple, the straight couple. And I went up to the guy and I said, I said to the girl, I said, will you be offended if I just put, cause I told them I was thinking, I thought I was having a heart attack or, or anxiety attack. And I said, would you mind if I just held on to his arm for a second? She's like, no, go ahead. She's like, it's like an episode of will and grace. I don't know. Anyway, that's I, hilarious. I need to be, te- but what, but what you just said, Briley and Alexis said something too, that made me think about this is first, there's the stigma that I think people really doubt people when they say, I can't do that. I can't snap out of it. And I also think when I say to people, I couldn't drive, I couldn't stop crying. I think they think I'm exaggerating. I'm saying to you that when I I would not get behind the wheel of a car because I thought I would pass out. I thought I would have an anxiety attack and pass out and die. I could not just snap out of it, you know? And so when they hear people, when people share stories, I think it becomes more real. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the values in what you're planning to do. Because yes, I hope to to reach the audience as well. So they understand if they hear how much like heart we are putting in this and they understand that, no, they can't fake that. How could you fake all of this? How could you fake this like pretty elaborate story that is like heartfelt? But then I also hope that like, yes, other people who have had similar experiences hear it and think, oh, that's not 
while maybe not the normal, I'm not, I'm not broken. I'm not some like freak. There's nothing necessarily, there may be something I suppose wrong with you because no, this isn't a natural way of feeling and we want to do better. I'm not going to tell anyone just to have mental illness and like, that's it period. Okay. Now you're, you know, you're depressed. Good job. Congratulations. Right. (laughs) Um, like diagnosis is an important part of of anything, but then there's also treatment. So that is another thing of maybe if we give um, a name to what they're feeling again, don't go off of our word um, and be like, Oh, I'm depressed because I felt one of these experiences. Go talk to the doctor, go, go meet a professional. And if that's not necessarily something, cause I know, such a thing. And I'm oh, sorry, I'm going to get on my own rant because I just went on my own insurance and it is insane. It is crazy. It was a ridiculous experience. I do not feel better about my life after having to do it, but I still have it, thankfully. And I know, unfortunately, some people do not, and they may not have that specific resource, but there are I- other avenues to go down. Like, don't just, don't, I don't I give up is such a harsh word. So I was trying to avoid using it, but don't, if that is not something that you are able to do, there are other resources. And that is another thing that Alexa and I are wanting to do on this podcast. Yes. Give out resources because it is, it is something that is so absent here. And that I, I mean, I, at this moment in time, I don't have any to, to give, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I can, google the suicide hotline but that's not enough I, I i would like to be able to find more resources to help everyone to help myself included honestly that's another thing that we discussed is that of course we want this to reach people and touch touch their hearts because we have been through this journey and we know how it has affected us but on the other side of it this is just something that will help us. Like it, it is, it is therapeutic for us as individuals to, again, because it it is such a big deal to talk about it. And I, I don't want to say I'm like, I've been lazy with it, but it's not like I'm just now having access to the internet to where I can Google resources. I've, I've had this forever, but it's something that pushed it like, oh yeah, what would I have done if I didn't have this friend to talk to me or if I didn't have this or that? So that's just something that's got me interested in actually putting in the research for everything. I think that one of the great things about the two of you wanting to do this is that, um, and I I feel like the teacher in me is coming out. So this really is an opportunity for the two of you to go on a journey. And I don't mean like a metaphorical journey, to really go around Walker County and the surrounding areas, not just Googling, starting there. But bringing people on your podcast or going to talk to therapists and finding those resources that are available around and getting to know those people and giving them a voice on your podcast and sharing so so that you can help people in your area and all over the place really not just connect with you, but figure out how to get a diagnosis, how to get any help. Because, you know, we've talked about depression and anxiety. You brought this up. But there is a whole slew of different diagnoses, you know, that someone could have. And I, I do want to acknowledge you did that, but I'll acknowledge it one more time because, you know, some people have, there's just all kinds of things that we, you know, we don't even have time to name. So I can see you guys really growing and learning and, and 
by meeting people and, and finding things and sharing that. I think that's a really cool thing that you can do. Just like one more thing is, um, or that I was just going to say earlier was, um, you see it a lot now. um, I think a little bit more than, than we used to, but now, especially you'll have 12 year old kids who commit suicide and, Mm -hmm. You know, and some some people can can tell that that they were depressed or they, you know, whatever. But most of the time, I mean, I know just me, like at that age, I didn't know what that was. I had never heard of that before. And I didn't deal with that. I didn't struggle with that um, or anxiety or anything. I didn't have any issues. Um, I mean, I had issues, but, you know, um, so it really didn't start until obviously I got older. I think I was about eight, 17, 18, something like that. When, cause I know I, I saw this thing on Facebook uh, a couple of days ago. It was this like 13 year old boy. I wish I could remember his name, but he committed suicide. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is horrible. You know, you have these, like you're so young and yeah, you're young, but you deserve to know. You deserve to have some type of knowledge. You deserve information in general just on mental health. It's not something that, you know, if you remember, well, I'm sure you do, but I like specifically a few times if something like came up that was, I don't know, I'll just use like an example, like a menstrual cycle or something like that. You know, I asked my mom what that was and she just kind of said, Oh, like you'll, you'll learn about it when you get older. You know, that's not what this is. This is not, this needs to be talked about like as soon as possible. (laughs) Like, because that that is a very, 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 very important stage of development. And there's, there's so much. I'd, I don't mean to cut you off, but I would, I would like to weigh on this from the perspective of the child that you are discussing. I was diagnosed when I was 10, but actually before I was diagnosed with my disease, my doctor actually misdiagnosed me with depression because my symptoms, my physical symptoms of, I hate to put it out there like that, but I was dying. Um, This disease uh, takes over your insides essentially. And it's your, I mean, your white blood cells attack. If you get sick or anything, it attacks the, the sickness, but then also all of your muscles and tissues. So it was tearing me apart from the inside and I could not sleep. I could not eat. I was, I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. And he saw that and saw that as depression because I mean, it was in his defense. I mean, yes, this is like a three in a million disease. So it wasn't necessarily common, but what he saw from this, this 10 year old passing away essentially was, was depression. And that, and though I didn't know what that was because you, you're completely right. So I was told about this and I, this has been, so I'm, I'm almost 21 now. So this has clearly been a, a hot second away. This was a while ago for me, but I don't think that it was fully discussed with me. I think people kept, from what I remember, people kept trying to check on me and make sure I was okay. And I was, I didn't really know how to answer that because I knew what I was feeling wasn't normal, but I didn't understand what depression was. And then the further I go along my journey, it is still something that wasn't explained to me in a way that I needed. So it was not 
dealt with problems because when a child goes through what is essentially adult experience, you can't handle it with kitty gloves anymore. And that's at least my experience with it. Like, I'm sure there's an amount of grace. I'm not saying they should have walked up to me and been like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> over, say goodbye. <laughs> like that would have been horrible for them to say to me, but I didn't have a grasp on the situation. And for me, that made it worse because I didn't understand what was going on. Being unknowledgeable in a situation like that is so much scarier. So then the further that I went on, even if I was getting physically better, I was not mentally. That was something that they did not keep a check on, even though that was the original diagnosis for me. That was not something that they took seriously after the fact. And that is honestly what kept me from getting healthier faster than the autoimmune disease. That's what held me back for so many years was my, was my mental illness, my, my mental health and nothing to do with the autoimmune disease that almost killed me. So just to like, yes, heavily go on the fact that children, we want to save them from as much as possible, of course, to secure their innocence. But there is such a way to go about things. That doesn't mean you live, you leave them ignorant, uneducated. There is a way they're people too. And I think that's something that like adults forget sometimes is that while they can't necessarily grasp the world as you do, they're still little human beings who are still actively living just as you and maybe perceive things differently. But that means you just explain to them the way they would understand things. And it makes life so much easier. I know it would have made mine a little bit more, but, and I know no one did it with, with malice. They did it because they truly thought it was what was best for me. But that is something that I think is very important is to, to start this conversation young because all I remember getting talked to about in elementary school was drugs and about how at every corner someone was just going to be handing me yeah. free yeah. drugs. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> but you know, that gets to the point that parents need to be educated. Parents need to know how to handle mental exactly. health issues with young children and with teenagers and with our, their older children. You know, we all just need to be better educated. And that's one of the great things that you'll be doing. So tell me this, we're, we're, we're coming... But we're coming to the end of the episode. So after you've talked and, you know, you've got some initial planning going on, do you have any idea about when you would start doing this and what kind of format it's going to take and some names you've got throwing around or do you know? Okay. Time wise, I really can't say. I know soon. That's all I can say is soon. And mainly because honestly, like, I mean, I guess we could go ahead and like record stuff, but I don't know. I just feel like it would really just fill the hole in my heart if we had a name first. <laughs> like it would just like, I don't know. I just feel like there needs to be a name before we do anything with it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of how I look at it. But I do want it to be very, 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 very soon. So date wise, can't tell you, but soon is all I got. Because yes, that is, I mean, we, we tried to go over names and stuff. I think the two right now is let's talk about it, which I feel like I've heard. Did you there, it? There's like 50 million people that have that name. I think <laughs> I'd be okay. Like, I think they won't notice one more. <laughs> Where we want to be unique. Cause then unfortunately, if there's more popular ones, we're going to get, uh, if anyone tries to look us up, they're going to find them first and not yeah. us. 
So the more unique, the easier we are to find. But I mean, that's again, something we can talk about more in depth and we can just go over it. Then there's uh, all in your head and we'll kind of play with some more. If you have any recommendations, please send them our way. It's I don't know. So hard to think of a title. Because you I, I came up with mine because my, I knew my mission is that I want to highlight people who are doing things where they are, right? Like in your, cause growing up and for a lot of my life, I thought I had to do something really big, like be famous or, you know, I had to change the world. And over time, I realized that you can, you need to work in the corner where you are. And there's an old gospel song called right in the corner where you are. And that's where I got my title. So I think sometimes thinking about your mission statement or your plan can guide you to your title as well. But I like both of the ones you said. You can also just do something like the Briley and Alexa show. Oh, that's God. are you kidding me? <laughs> Every time we said it, my Alexa would go off yeah, in there. Exactly. I've been so afraid that it was going to go off. That would be the thing everywhere. <laughs> Anytime someone would start listening to our podcast. Oh, but then, you know, you also have to start thinking about like, what about theme music? And what about? We were talking <laughs> about that. that. We were. I was like, we should make our own jingle. You <laughs> should, because you know what? Love it. <laughs> that would be easier because you have to be careful with copyright. Now, there's a lot of free music out there, though. Right. Yeah. I think that would be so much fun, though. I'm not music. I'm no, not talented. You, we Honestly, I just found out the other day that Bobo has, like, he plays bass and uh, guitar and I was like, I mean, I play some guitar, but I was like, I wonder, I've never heard him play, but I've heard other people talk about him. So I wonder if like, he could like also play good. a tune, you know, with like both instrument, like both bass and regular, like electric guitar. Do you know the Stossmans? Yeah. Yeah. They're great. They're cool. They're right there. They're in the little church. <laughs> Oh, we yeah. have lots of we have lots of musical avenues to explore. Yeah, and you should. There's a there's a lot of fun things in putting a, an episode or a podcast together. Trust me. I mean, I know you're doing a serious issue, but the putting it together is also really fun and interesting. And yeah. I think just to put out there as well, I don't think I could talk about. I don't think I could sanely discuss such a heavy issue without throwing in a joke or two. No, yeah. I will not be able. So I want people to also maybe, maybe we put a disclaimer on that too, like dark humor alert. Like I may say some pretty dark things with a laugh in my voice. So don't get mad at me. It's all in good fun. And also this is my struggle. I get to laugh about it if I want to. That's right. So y'all should do though. I know you don't have a title yet. Like Alexa wants it. She seriously wants a title first, but Think about doing just like a practice. I think Bill even brought this up, like a practice episode, kind of briefer. Yeah. Yeah. So that we can kind of go through, explain who we are, a little bit about ourselves. Yeah. Just a little bit about ourselves. And you'll figure out how to play off each other. Listen back to it and see. You'll notice things about, you know, maybe you find that you're long winded or one person's taking up more time than the other because there's two of you. I don't have to worry about it because it's just me, but. Uh, yeah, play around with it. Have fun. I mean, I'm, again, it's a serious topic, but in yeah, terms of yeah. getting ready, you know, yeah. have fun with it. Y'all are going to be doing a really cool thing. I'm so excited about it. I'm I will be listening. Oh, our first. I know that's what I was just thinking. I was like, oh, yay. But um, I, yeah, like going back on that, um, that in, in the beginning, that's that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be like, obviously serious. This is a serious topic, but we can also laugh and yes 
too. Like it's not, if it was a hundred percent serious all the time, no, that would bore, bore me to death. I couldn't imagine someone else like, you know, so I don't want it to be, I definitely don't want it to be boring. Um, The other thing is because you guys are, are young and, and of a different generation than me, you, when you start your own podcast, you're going to find, you'll probably have younger listeners. Do you know what I mean? Like your voice it's just going to come through. I really can't wait to hear like the voice that you guys have and the tone and, and, and you'll just develop your own personality as a podcast. It'll be really cool and fun and interesting. Lots of personality amongst the two of us. I can't wait. Thank you for listening to where you are a podcast created, edited and hosted by Jimmy Ellenberg. The intro music is Sunrise by Skirk, used with permission. The views expressed in this podcast do not represent those of my employer. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day wherever you are.